Online Crossroads fam, welcome or welcome back to this episode of our midweek study, which we call Crossroads. I'm glad that you're here. This is Kenny. And uh, if, if you've not taken the time to subscribe, we'd love for you to subscribe. Uh, check us out through our social media. Go to KennyCrossroads.com. You can find all my links. I would love to just hear from you, hear what you like, hear what you don't like. Um, well, I'd rather hear what you like. I, I don't want to hear what you don't like. But if you feel like you need to tell me, I would listen. Um, and life has been crazy. It's been a crazy year. A lot of stuff's going on. And this episode, uh, our pastor is the one bringing the message because I had to have surgery. Um, I have been breaking down over the past life, I guess, but uh, ended up tearing a ligament in my finger and they had to go in and reattach it to the bone. Yeah, it's been a hoot, but I was not able to be at our midweek study, and I hated not being here, but uh, our pastor came and spoke to our students. So honored that our pastor would take the time and do that, and he was excited about it just to to be able to hang out with the young folks and uh, just excited for this message. Know it's going to bless your heart, so uh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy this message, and as always, welcome to Crossroads. Hey guys, how are we guys? Who's having a good week? Hey, hey, who's having a good week? Who's not having a good week? Oh, ho, 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 ho. You know what I get across the street from all these old people? I get silence when I said who's not having a good week because here's the rule. If you say you're having a good week, then you just get to sit back. If you're not having a good week, you have to stand up and tell everybody why it's not good. So who's having a good week? Me. Who's not having a good week? I thought it would get quiet. <laughs> and now, seriously, you know why I do that? There's two reasons. Number one, the majority of what I hear every week is bad news. Most people who come to see the preacher, they're not coming to see me to tell me, hey, I made an A on a test. They're coming to see me because something bad has happened. Uh, they call the church. They want to schedule an appointment. They want to, they want to sit down with me or Brother Kenny, Brother Eddie, uh, uh, Miss Paula, uh, Miss Michelle, and they want to tell us uh, some bad news. And that's what we deal with. And another reason I do it is this here. If you think your week's bad, won't you go with me and go to Children's Hospital? Wow. All of a sudden, it got better, didn't it? Anybody ever been to Children's Hospital? You know what happens to me every time I go to Children's Hospital? I cry. I literally cry. John's been with me to Children's Hospital. Have to wipe the tears out, though. Every time. Because there's children in there that spend the majority of their life uh, right there in the bed. So, you think your weight's been bad? Let's look at people who have horrible weights, and then we all of a sudden get jerked out of ours, don't we? Huh? Come on, come on. How many of you are looking forward to next Wednesday night with Brother Kenny and getting to dress up like a rock star? You know what I think you need to do? I think you need to come in here and do what I did when I was in high school. You need to dress up like Kiss. <laughs> Honest to goodness. I dressed up as Kiss. Uh, who, who asked me? Who asked that question? Which one? 
All right, you tell me which one of uh, the four. There's four of them. What's their names? Well, one of them's name is Gene, okay? One of them's name is Ace, okay? One of them's name is Peter, okay? Peter Chris, Ace Freely, Gene Simmons, and Paul Stanley. I was Paul Stanley. But guess what? We didn't take a microphone and sing. We put it on a record player, and everybody was used to hearing Kiss Alive. And we took one of the old songs that wasn't alive, and we did it and made it alive. And we had people going nuts until somebody got caught up in the record player. And they got tangled up in it. We didn't have tapes and all of that back then. We're old, guys. And so that happened. But i tell you something else you can do. Uh, pull this up on your phone. You need to dress up like Twisted Sister. <laughs> ah, I got these people laughing. <laughs> ah, twisted Sister. I mean, pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up on your phone. D. Snyder, Twisted Sister. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Anybody got it? D. Snyder, Twisted Sister. Y'all think Steven Tyler's ugly. <laughs> Wait till you see this guy. Oh, man. Anybody got him? Steven Tyler. What band does Steven Tyler sing in? Who knows over here? Anybody over here? I know all of y'all know what band. What band does Steven Tyler, he's the lead singer for Aerosmith. Anybody ever heard of Aerosmith? Hey. Brother James still listens to that stuff. All right? I do. I listen to it. And I'll tell you something else. Don't get in my car and turn on Back in Black. <laughs> I mean, you can hear it from one end of the neighborhood. How many of you know where Brock lives? Colton Brock. How many of you know where I live? I live across the street from the Owlsleys, okay? My wife can hear me coming when I turn in at Colton's house. And there are nights that it is bumping and thumping in that Cadillac, okay? It is there. John's deaf and he can hear it. And so uh, uh, I do. I like loud music. I like excited music. And tonight we're going to look at something uh, that's really, really neat uh, to me. Uh, you guys have been looking at Hard subjects, right? What's some of the subjects Brother Kenny's talked to y'all about? Come on, come on, come on. Have y'all been awake? Social media. Social media. Okay. Boy, we could have fun with that one, couldn't we? Social media. Uh, get into some trouble with that, can't you? What's another one? Vaping. Did he talk to y'all about vaping? Oh. That's a, that's a subject. Uh, what's another subject? Is that the only two? Hard topics. Hard topics. Well, you know, here's what I said today. Brother Kenny asked me, uh, uh, how about you coming in and speaking to the teenagers? And here's what I did. I went and I got an old man to go speak to the adults. Uh, take my place, because I'm an old man. 
And I got him to go in and take my place. And uh, uh, I would say it was Brother Eddie, but uh, it's not Brother Eddie. He's old too, isn't he? Uh, uh, the Don Harper uh, is speaking to the men tonight. And so I was looking at it going, hard topics. Uh, being 59 years of age and going in, and I'm uh, one week away from being 59, so I can say I'm 59. I'm just getting used to it. All right? Uh, but going in and speaking to teenagers, that's a hard topic for an old man uh, to come in and get on that level. And, uh, uh, you know, here's what people say over and over and over again. I want you to grab a hold of this one. Okay, you're speaking to the teenagers. You got to get down on their level. You ever heard that subject, that statement? Got to get down on their level. No, I'm going to have to get up on your level. Had to think about areas because when I was a teenager to today, man, there's been so much that's changed. Most of you don't even know what a vinyl record is when we talk about record players and things like that. Uh, you know, uh, my grandfather came back, he wouldn't know what a CD was. And i tell you something else, I got a bottle of water sitting here and there's a lot of old people who say, I'd never buy a bottle of water. Uh, that's true. But tonight we're going to look at something that's very special. And uh, you're looking at your clock, I'm looking at mine, and it's 10 after 7. I am honestly one that believes when I speak to young people, it's stand up, speak up, shut up, sit down. And that's what we're going to do tonight. So let's stand up. Stand up. You have your Bible. Take your Bible and turn to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. And we're going to look at just a few verses of Scripture in Psalm 100. And we're going to focus in tonight on a topic that is so beautiful within Psalm 100. I hope some of you, I used to, when I was in elementary school, we had to memorize two Psalms. Psalm 23. And Psalm 100. Anybody over here memorize Psalm 100? Yeah. Yeah. Over here, you guys probably don't even know what Psalm 100 is. Uh, but I want you to look at it tonight because it's beautiful. The, the psalmist says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord he is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into its gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. You can be seated now. How many of you like sports. Come on, come on. How many of you like sports? Uh, most of you. Most of you like sports. I mean, we, we have our favorite sport. Football. Man, anybody? How many of you have your favorite sport is football? Just a couple of you. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. In the state of Alabama, guys. I mean, it's either War Eagle or Whatever them other two words are. <laughs> I just can't say that. I just can't say it. Somebody say it for me. Okay, okay. There you go. Uh, Rocky, go ahead. Go. There you go. I just, just waited. That's it. Rocky is a South Carolina Gamecock fan. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's it. Anybody else got their favorite team? Brother Kenny's not here. 
And his would be the big orange uh, with Tennessee. Barrett, are you with your daddy on that? In Tennessee. Well, we'll wake up and say, that's my favorite team. All right, all right. What's your favorite team? Mississippi State Bulldogs. All right. Anybody else? You see, we have our favorite teams, don't we? And then game day comes around. Man, what do we do on game day? We put on our favorite colors, don't we? I'm going to get there. <laughs> we got our favorite colors. We wear our team's colors. I mean, we put it on. Uh, we, we, we get ready for it. We have our game day food, don't we? Yeah, these ladies over here were talking about eating. And uh, we have our favorite food that we want to eat on game day. We have game day traditions. And if our team wins, man, we're just ballistic. We go nuts. If they lose, we get upset. And we shed tears and we cry. We just, it tears our heart out to lose. Why? Because we're fans. We love our team. We get excited. We're expressive. We're emotional. I mean, it just means something to us to pull for our team. Now, I would dare say tonight that worship is somewhat important to you. If it wasn't, why are you here? Mama made me come. Daddy made me come. No, it's not just that. You know, uh, here's the difference in my day and your day. My parents used to make me go to church. Most parents today, if you don't want to go to church, you don't have to go to church. It's no big deal. So the reason you're here, and I'm commending you for this, is because worship is somewhat important to you. Now, Psalm 100 is a psalm about worship. It's a theology of worship. That's what it's all about. We have the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, how. It's all right here in Psalm 100. It's important to us. And I want you to know tonight, look, loosen up. Come here, take your hands, put them up. Come on. Take your hands and put them up. Loosen up. Man, y'all are so tense and so tight tonight. The preacher's in here with us. We got to be good tonight. Golly, you could be standing here having to look at Brother Kenny. <laughs> he said I was going to get him back. <laughs> but here you are. You know, and loosen up. It's okay. I mean, we're going to have fun. I want you to walk out of here really understanding this tonight. Worship ought to be excited. Worship ought to be enthusiastic. Worship ought to be energetic. Worship ought to be expressive. Worship ought to be emotional. I mean, we ought to look forward to worship more than we look forward to a sporting event. Mm. Anybody want to say amen to that? Mm. We should. We should get more excited about God and what God has done for us 
and the opportunity to worship God than we do about sitting in the stands for a ball game. You know, I have a phrase that I got to use about our worship services at West End. Anybody know my phrase? I call it three letters, H-O-T, hot worship. I do. Have you ever been to a church that's cold? Man, I'm standing here looking at you tonight, and icicles are falling off of you. <laughs> I mean, you guys, I mean, it, loosen up, guys. Listen, there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I did this morning the same way you did? I put my pants on the same way you put yours on. I did. I literally put my pants on the same way you did, one leg at a time. And it just took me a little longer to bend down and tie my shoes than it did for you, because I'm old. Some of you look, and that's why I got these, uh, these uh, slip-on shoes on, because I didn't have to tie these, but I had to tie the ones that I ran in today. But our worship should be a time where it's hot, Worship. I've been in churches, and here's the way they sung Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. And it's just dragging it out. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. So I want us to take, real quickly, these three words. The word excited, the word expressive, and the word emotional. And I want us to grab a hold of those words tonight as we see what worship ought to be like. Number one, what's the first word? Excited. Excited. Worship ought to be excited. You see, so many people, they'll go to a ball game on Friday or Saturday. They'll act like, act like Apache Indians. And then they'll come to church on Sunday morning or Wednesday night and they sit like wooden Indians. I mean, it's just dead. And worship shouldn't be that way. Worship ought to be excited. Worship ought to be, be something that we are enthused about. You know, there are so many people, and they think worship ought to start at a certain time sharp, end one hour, not one hour and one minute, but one hour later, dull. Here's what most people want when it comes to worship. Give me a sermonette, give me a duet, send me out the door so I can smoke a cigarette and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, honestly, guys, that's it. That's the way most people look at worship today. But it shouldn't be that way. Listen, we don't come just to set, soak, and sour. We come to worship God. It ought to be enthusiastic. It ought to be excited. The music, it ought to be excited. Have y'all noticed since Miss Paula's got here? She's just a little bubbly. Have you noticed that? She's a little energetic. You ever, you ever noticed that about her? Miss Paula's just always wound up. And it ought to be that way. The announcements, they ought to be excited. The offering ought to be excited. The special music, it ought to be excited. Our prayers, they ought to be excited. The preaching, it ought to be excited. When visitors come in, then we want them to leave going, man, I, I want to come back. When our church people come, we want them to go out going, I want more of that. 
Worship ought to be enthusiastic and worship ought to be excited. But then that second word we're looking at is the word express it. Look, we can express ourselves in worship. There's nothing wrong with expressing yourself. You ever notice people expressing themselves in worship? This means yes, come on. You ever notice it? How do they express themselves? Some people raise their hand, don't they? Somebody, some people verbally express themselves by saying what? Boy, hey, 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 look. Y'all say that again. You know what that is for a preacher? That's gasoline on fire. <laughs> that gets us fired up. And you can leave home tonight, or leave here tonight, you can go home, and if your mamas and daddies ask you, hey, what did the preacher talk to you about tonight? He talked about worship. Did you enjoy it? I said amen twice. <laughs> you can tell them that. You did. You said amen two times tonight. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a way to express yourself. Look, there's a lot of people today and they're so afraid of what's going to happen if they really worship God. Well, I want you to hear this from your preacher tonight. I'm afraid of what's going to happen and what will happen if we don't worship God. You know what's going to happen? God's going to shut it down. I've seen it. I pastored, this is my third church that I pastored. Been in the ministry over 30 years. And I was at my first church for almost three years, my second church for 25 years, and then here we're going on three years. So over 30 years. I got a phone call one Sunday morning just before I preached at my second church. Somebody telling me, they're shutting the doors today. It's the final sermon and the final service at the church you pastored, the very first one. You know what I did? I cried. That was like part of my family dying. I had ministered to those people. I was there with those people. I, I, I saw children born, and I saw, I saw adults being buried, and, I, and it just tore my heart out to know that it's dead, and it's over. And that can happen to any church. You know, somebody asked me recently, they said, Brother James, we're in a Baptist church. Does it bother you when people express themselves by raising their hands? No, it don't bother me. Why is that going to bother me? They're worshiping. You know what bothers me? What bothers me is when people are afraid to worship and they quench the Holy Spirit. God's speaking to them and God is saying something to them and they I can't do this. I'm in a Baptist church. Somebody's going to get upset. Now, let me tell you something. Along those same lines, we don't do it for a show. We don't do it to draw attention to ourselves. If we're doing it for that reason, we're doing it for the wrong reason. We are worshiping God being led by the Holy Spirit of God. You know, there are some things in our sanctuary that express our worship every week we walk in there. You know what the number one thing is? What do you see? The very first thing when you walk in that sanctuary in the baptistry. A big what? Cross. Cross. That's an expression of worship right there. 
the number one universal symbol of, of Christianity in America and in the world is the cross because Jesus died on the cross for us. So that's a way to express ourselves in worship is by looking to the cross. There's banners. You ever see the banners in the church? There are banners up on the stage. There's banners in the corner. There's banners uh, uh, in the, in the uh, balcony. We have banners. It's a way to express ourselves. But listen to this. You know, the number one place and the number one symbol within that church where we can express ourselves in worship, you know where it is? It's at the altar of God. As we're able to come, kneel at God's altar, and respond to him as he has spoken to us. That's the number one area that we can express ourselves. Well, we've looked at two things thus far. Number one, excitement. Number two, we are able to express ourselves. And then number three, emotions. Worship ought to be emotional. How many of you, it's okay guys, it's okay to admit it, how many of you have ever cried? Come on, raise your hand. If you haven't, something's wrong with you. And let me tell you something, it's okay because Jesus cried. And if it's okay for Jesus to cry, it's okay for us to cry. You know, I, I, I'll just be honest with you. I've got a son in here, and he would tell you the truth. Been very few times you've ever seen your, your dad cry. Very few times. I mean, people cry over ball game. I have never cried losing a ball game. I've, I've, been, I've been to a point that I have been standing right here with two strikes in the bottom of the seventh inning, two strikes on the batter, and one pitch away from winning a state championship and getting another ring on my finger. And have everybody from the state standing next to me. And when the ball is hit, we're all beginning to go, hey, we just got this. And then our outfielder, who was probably the greatest player to ever play for us, and we've got some in the pros. One, on, one was on the mound, is, is played the NFL football. Another one is playing for the Cincinnati Reds, but this guy was the best ball player that we ever had. And he dies after a ball, and it hits in his glove, and it falls out, and we lose the state championship game. And he really didn't have to dive, guys. I've been there. And we walked off that field and there were no tears. Listen, I'm not crying over losing a ball game. God gave us abilities to play. Why do we need to cry over something when he's blessed us and there's people that can't do what we do? But I was sitting there Sunday night. And I do this. You can't see me unless you're up on the stage. But the entire time our praise team is singing or our choir singing and we're worshiping on Sunday morning, I usually have my head bowed and I'm praying the songs. And we began to sing an old hymn, Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing. And tune our hearts to hear your word. And as we were singing that and we began to talk about God filling our hearts and God's presence amongst us, Man, it just hit me, and the emotions begin to come.
And it's part of worship. It's part of who we are. Listen, I'm not saying you need to sit there and cry like a baby. No. But you have your emotions moved as you look at the Scripture, as you hear God's Word, as you look into His Word. You have your emotions moved through songs. You have your emotions moved through stories. You have your emotions moved as you are worshiping God. Now, I know these adults over here, they've heard this name before. Any of you teenagers ever heard the name Jim Valvano? Anybody? Come on. Nobody? Man, y'all need to look this guy up. Great basketball coach, North Carolina State. Wasn't expected to win the national championship, and he did, and he was looking for somebody to hug, and nobody went to him to hug him. And a few years later, Jim Vivano was diagnosed with cancer. And you hear, if you watch college basketball, you'll hear the Jimmy V Classic. And they'll put the speech on, Jim Valvano speaking and giving one of the greatest speeches that's ever been spoken. And here's what he said in that speech. He said, every day of your life, you ought to laugh a little bit. Every day of your life, you ought to cry a little bit. You have your emotions moved. Every day of your life, you're doing something to help somebody else. Every day of your life, you're being moved in some area. And, and what really caught my attention is he said every day we ought to have our emotions moved. I want you to pick up the Bible. I want you to go back to Psalm 100. And I want you to look at these two verses, verses 1 and 2. Make a joyful shout. That's what the word noise means. Make a shout to the Lord. You know what all ye lands means? Every person. Here's what the scripture's saying. Every person needs to make noise unto the Lord. A shout, a wonderful sound unto him. That means every person ought to worship him. And here's what he says. Don't miss this. Serve him. Serve God. How? Gladly. Come before his presence, lifting him up. Now, I want you to understand something tonight. I'm not saying that your worship has to be outwardly expressed, but what I am saying is this. Your worship ought to be heartfelt. It ought to come from your heart as you stand before God and you look before Him and you say, Lord, you are worthy of my worship. And you know how we do it? By being faithful to Him. By being faithful. You're faithful tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, do something for me. Put your hands together. Yeah. You know what you're clapping for? You're clapping for the faithfulness of all of you who are here on a Wednesday night. You didn't have to come, guys. Thank you for being faithful. 
And I want to encourage you to be just as faithful Sunday morning. Brother Kenny cares about you. Brother Kenny loves you. He's your youth minister. He's your youth leader. He wants you to be here Sunday morning in Sunday school. This is adults that give of their time to come in here with you on a Sunday morning. So make your effort to be here for Sunday school. And then come back Sunday night. Be a part of discipleship training and our worship on Sunday night. Look, one of the reasons we have the type of worship service we do on Sunday night is we want you to be a part of it. We want you to grow in it. And it's 30 minutes. You deal with us for one hour on Sunday morning and 30 minutes on Sunday night. That's a no-brainer, isn't it? I mean, come back. Be a part of worship. Be faithful in what you do. And I promise you this. All right? Focus in on me. Because I'm promising you something. If you'll be faithful to God, God will be faithful to you. And he will bless your worship. Can I do one more thing with you tonight? That means yes. Can I pray for you? Bow your head. Close your eyes. Do what we do at West End. Reach out and touch someone. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us through our social media. Go to KennyCrossroads.com and you can find all our places where you can get in contact with us. Or feel free to drop by sometime. Meet us at West End Baptist Church, Clanton, Alabama, or drop by on a Wednesday night at Crossroads, which is on the campus of West End Baptist Church. Love to hear from you. Love to just see what you're getting from this. And as always, thank you for being a part of Crossroads.